Hello and welcome to the Cast. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here with Sarah Godey and Monica Steely. Hello. You know. Hello. Both of you. I am so disappointed. <laughs> we have been doing this for so long and we I thought we'd gotten out of it. And now it's, it's, tra- it's tradition now. I can't help it. I just don't do it as well as Monica does. I really do it I kind really, of mocking I really her, like but she the does it the most. Well, Monica, tone of my voice you know, sounds like, like soft and like yeah. she has a like caressing and voice. So but when Sarah, when Sarah does it, me. it's kind of like <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's a little more like what you, smoker. What are you trying to do? That's awesome. I'm clapping it out. I'm clapping it out. It's no, it's really good. It's it's wonderful. It's not good. It just makes me laugh. Okay. So Okay, so here we are in the Bcast, and we are um, in the second session of our series, Be Open-Minded. Yeah. And um, last week we talked about honor, honor. Mm-hmm. and we Which talked was about hard. It was difficult to put into for practice. Yeah, it's yeah, hard to put into practice. Yeah, it's a that was a good week, and so um, now this week we are moving on to being wise, and um, I'm interested to see. You know, kind of how being wise plays into our day to day life because we well, kind of touched sit on back it. and grab a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'll really. tell you everything there is to know about being wise. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny because we kind I'm of leaving. talked about it last week a little bit. I'm a smoker and I have all the answers. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> this is how rumors get started. That's exactly right. I heard that she has a smoking problem. Girls, you need to honor me and not talk about things <laughs> like that. She is our elder. <laughs> I am. Ooh. I'm the oldest Ooh. one in this group. Honor wow. me. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Have some wisdom. We're, well, that's why we're here. So. Oh, I'm right right here so I can have some. <laughs> I know. Did you see my bad roots? It's oh, so please. bad. Girls, Whatever. if you could see, I was supposed to get my hair done yesterday. If you girls could see me, I have like two inch roots Whatever. and I'm practically all gray. No, that is not even no. true. It's no, just it is really true. not noticeable Exaggerate much? Oh, no, it's not exaggerated. And your hair, but your hair's so curly, like, I, it you helps. Would don't notice it. It helps. Yeah. It hides it. I haven't gotten it. I've gotten one. I've seen one oh, before. Oh, shut I pulled up. It, <laughs> 25. Yeah, I pulled it out up. because it kind of freaked me out a little bit. But you know what? I kind of, I really like gray hair, but I hope that when I go gray, I just have a streak the right The streak would be awesome. That's what I'm going for. That's what I'm praying like, for. I love the Stacey London like streak. Yes, yeah. exactly. I do. I like it. So anyway, so back to wisdom because yeah. wisdom and gray hair, and gray that's, hair. that's the connection. There we that's go. Right. Okay. Bring so. it back around, Amber. <laughs> Bring it back <laughs> around. What I'm here for. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're taking on wise wisdom. Um, we're also going to talk about knowledge and understanding in this podcast. Fabulous. Um, when I first started doing the research, it was kind of, I guess, how you were with honoring. Like there's so much out there and trying to put it together. Like I found myself just praying like, God, what do you want with this word? Because God, give me wisdom give to me understand wisdom. how to talk about wisdom. To understand <laughs> what you want. Um, and so I started doing, you know, I love to get in and, and research and look at articles and, and so forth. And I got really excited. I'm not going to say geeked up. I was waiting uh, for you to say it. <laughs> I got really excited. And passionate. Um, well, and passionate. That's right. I'm very passionate. I think I said that like 10 times in Monica's house this morning. Um, but the whole idea here at Be Still, Be Free is a transformation. You know, it's what we talk about, transforming yes. the way mm-hmm. we think, yes. which tran- transforms the way we um, believe, which transforms the way we behave, right? Um, and so I ran across this uh, article. It was an excerpt from a book by Nancy Missler, Be Transformed. And I'm going to read it because it's really good. Transformation is simply an exchange 
change of life. It means we are showing forth and manifesting Christ's life instead of our own. Scripture tells us that the only way we can do this is by the constant renewing of our minds, putting off the garbage in our own thinking, and putting on the mind of Christ. The goal of our instruction is not to have more head knowledge, but to have God's wisdom or his word in our hearts, becoming a living reality in our lives. Mm. As David Needham says in his book, Birthright, the big task is not the finding of the truth, but the living of it. What good are God's principles if they really don't change our lives? Mm. Love wow. that. It's like elevating ideas and being all, all wrapped up. Yeah. Ugh, like, I it. just feel like I want to take that excerpt and just put it on Be Still Be Free. Yes. Like, I, Nancy captures so much of what we feel so passionate about here at Be Still right. Be Free. Um, but then the great thing was, is she didn't just stay there. She went in and started talking about wisdom. And so it was really cool. We're going to have a link to this article mm-hmm. because there's a lot of great perspective in here of um, how she sees the mind of Christ. There's the spirit of the Lord or the mind of Christ, as she calls it, um, was made up of certain spirits. And the very first one was the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because if the whole idea here is to put on the mind of Christ, right. then we have to learn how to put on the mind of wisdom and understanding. Right. And so her whole article just laid it out about putting all of that together and why that's important. So we're going to uh, break it down here and just spend a little time chewing over some wisdom. Um, a lot of people think of wisdom as being you know, smart, having street smarts or book smarts sure. or whatever. And it is really so far beyond that. Um, first of all, I think you got to know where real wisdom, true wisdom comes from or spiritual wisdom. And that is um, going to come from God. Like in James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 2, 6, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. And I think that's huge because again, it just points back to God. Right. And we're allowed to ask for it. Right. Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, who was the person who asked for it? You, Solomon. That's right. You, you cited yeah. that in when we were talking about it last yeah. week um, with honor. That is what he his biggest request was. And God honored that. And God loved it so much that he gave him everything else that he could have asked mm-hmm. for yeah. with it. Yeah. And why? Why would, why would he even want that? You know, why would that be the thing that he asked for? Um, so the, the second question I thought of is, is it valuable? There are just so many verses that you could break them down into these different titles or, or topics. Um, in Proverbs three thirteen through 18, it says, Blessed is one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding for the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. Mm-hmm. Um, sixteen sixteen. how much better to get wisdom than gold to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. So, I mean, I think that you can see there is a big value yeah. on wisdom here. Yeah. You know... You know Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking it's interesting because when we had first talked about doing this word, we actually had talked about discerning. Yes. Yeah. And um, and then, you know, changed it to, to more wisdom. But um, I think that that's a really important thing to notice when you were talking about, like, how we think of wisdom as being smart or street smart or, but where does it actually come from, which is the Lord. And, and I think that's what it is, is like, it's more of an unnatural kind of a, a bigger view of what's really going on um, than just kind of 
having being smart or having right. it's a it's a knowing and what i really liked about proverbs 2 6 that you read it says for the lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding so it comes from his mouth which means he speaks which means we need to be still to and listen yeah that's right listen to it and I just, I love how it says that it's from his mouth because yeah. that, it doesn't mean that he just gives it to us. Right. It means that he will speak it, but we have to stop and be still and listen. There's a, there's a receiving that has to happen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bruce Atkinson says that rather than high IQ, talking about that smarts, mm-hmm. right? The, the, I've got, I can pass every test or, you know, he's so intelligent. Um, he believes wisdom to be more closely associated with what has been called social or emotional intelligence. And hmm, Tim right. Elmore talks a lot yes. about your EQ um, and with an understanding of the nature of reality, especially human nature. Those who are wise are likely to be saner than the rest of us. Interesting. More in touch with their own weaknesses and feelings, more discerning regarding other people and more able to delay gratification. Wow. Wisdom is always accompanied by other virtues such as faith, hope, love justice, mercy, and especially humility and patience, which are a lot of our B words. And I thought that was great because I felt like it takes away from that whole intellectual intelligence, moves it into more of an emotional, um, social intelligence and wraps it up with all the the attitudes or the B words that we talk about. Yeah. It's almost like a state of unnatural awareness. Right. It is. It is. I I love that. I think that's exactly what it is that comes from God. Mm -hmm. Um, so why is wisdom important? You know, Again, why would Solomon ask for it? Why would he have the prompting to think that that's something he wanted? In Ephesians 1, 16 through 19, it, we're going to find that it opens our eyes um, and is the foundation for success. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might. Basically, wisdom's going to open your eyes. Right. Right. It's going to give you um, that that supernatural awareness. Mm-hmm. You're going to see things in ways that you would have never seen it before. Right. Whether it's his will or his calling or even maybe a difficult time that you're going through, he's going to open your eyes to that so you have more understanding of mm-hmm. why you're there right. and what you're doing. Yeah. I, have a, I have a theory about why Solomon specifically asked for wisdom because he was who? He was David's son. Right. Mm-hmm. And Psalms, David wrote the majority of Psalms. And Psalms and Proverbs are back to back. Amber and I talked about this in the marriage podcast a long time ago. Um, but they're back to back in the Bible, right in the middle of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And David was very much a feeler yes. and he very much lived by his emotions and lived by, um, his heart and he poured his heart out and he, he was the like heart on his sleeve feeler guy, Yeah, but it, which was his greatest strength and also his greatest weakness. Um, and I think Solomon having been his son saw what living by your emotions and your heart only can do. And I think he asked for wisdom Ooh, like so that. that he could live 
which, you know, he made mistakes too, but I think he just saw, okay, here's the good and the bad of living by your heart. We need, I need wisdom and understanding so that I can, you know, every child wants to do better than the generation before them. And so I think that's why, first of all, they're placed next to each other in the Bible. I think that's why it's in the center of the Bible, but I think that's specifically why he asked for wisdom because he saw the detriment of living completely only by your heart. That Mm. is real. I never even thought about that, but I love that. Isn't that cool? That's my theory. I love that. I think it's a great theory. And I'm very wise, so it's true. You are. <laughs> just kidding. You're so wise. Um, so kidding. I love too that in Proverbs twenty four three through seven, it shows us that wisdom is what the house is built upon. Um, it says, "By wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. By the knowledge, the rooms are filled with all the precious and pleasant riches. Mm. A wise man is full of strength." And a man of knowledge enhances his might. For by wise guidance, you can wage your war and in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Wisdom is too high for a fool in the gate. He's not open his mouth. And in a lot of the commentaries, it would constantly talk about how, you know, if, if the foundation of who you are is built on wisdom, you've got a solid foundation. Because again, the spirit of wisdom is a spirit of, of God. It's the mind of Christ. And yeah. so we are just clothing ourselves in the mind of Christ and how better for everything of who you are to be built on that foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, what does it look like? It looks like a true disciple in James three thirteen through 18, who is wise and understanding among you. Let him show by good contact. I'm sorry, conduct that his words are done in the meekness of wisdom, uh, which I love that because as, as in a few weeks coming up, we're going to have this whole meekness, gentleness yeah. Ooh, discussion yeah. too. So that's really awesome. Didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. So in the meekness of wisdom, but if you have bitter envy and selfish self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but it is earthly, sensual and demonic for where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Mm. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Love that. Yeah, and I wow. even thought the honoring thing, you know, because we were talking about making yourself honor people that don't necessarily deserve it. But I thought there's a lot of wisdom in that, having read this verse again. Absolutely. Because it says that wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. Yes. And really honoring is very much so willingness to yield to whoever's in that position of authority or whatever. And, and I mean, if God is telling us that there's wisdom in that, then I think that we have to take that pretty seriously. Um, now when you study wisdom in the Bible, and one of the reasons we change from discerning to wisdom is if you Google words like discernment, they're just not a lot populated because it wasn't a biblical terminology as much as wisdom but almost everywhere you look up wisdom is understanding and knowledge and it talks often there's a bible verse that says wisdom without understanding Mm -hmm. is almost void because you don't have the understanding of what to do with right what god has opened your eyes to right so there's those two things need to go hand in hand so when you pray for wisdom you also need to praise for the understanding interesting that goes along with that That and i read that when i was really young why is this really wisdom is really um it has a lot of preciousness for me. When I was very young, 
I had a grandfather who I just esteemed as one of the most wise men that I knew. And he died when I was only 18, which I'm so sad for because I would love for him to have been able to continue to invest in my life. But he was just gentle. I mean, he was all of these words. He was gentle. He was wise. He was rooted in Christ. Mm -hmm. He was very meek, um, very peaceable. And I can remember at about that same time reading in Psalms and Proverbs and reading about Solomon asking for wisdom. And I used to pray, God, if you could just give me an ounce of the wisdom that Grandpa has, Mm. just an ounce, that's all I want. And so I really believe that God has given me an ability um, to see things. Like he really Mm -hmm. has opened my eyes. And I also pray for that understanding because I know a lot of people who are like me who have a lot of wisdom, but they have no understanding of how to to communicate that wisdom. Mm -hmm. And so they see things and they know things, but they sever ties. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever met anybody like that that you think has got so much wisdom, but then has no, no way, idea what to do with no it. No idea right. what to do with it. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. And a lot of people that are that way have the gift of discernment, right. but people who are high in the gift of discernment are very low in the gift of mercy. And so they have this word to speak, but instead of lacing it with gentleness and meekness right. and peaceability, it's the, listen to what I have to say. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, I know something and you need to hear me right. and I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah. So it's interesting when yeah. those gifts are taken in the form of the flesh as opposed to in the, the spirit. Yeah. Johnny the Hunt spirit. did a series of gifts of the spirit. It was the first time I'd ever heard it done this way. And he did, it was, it was weeks long. And it was like, when you're living your gifts in the spirit and when you're living them in the flesh. And I think it probably changed my life more than anything when it came to my spiritual gifts because I could, I saw myself like what I was doing, living them in the flesh. And it was just like, yeah. Well, I had, I mean, I asked, I remember having an experience like you asking for wisdom and like having read that story by Solomon and I was working in advertising at the time and I went on a lunch break and sat in the courtyard and it was a beautiful sunny spring day and it wasn't humid yet. And, um, I just, I remember sitting there and even what I was wearing and just saying, okay, Lord, I just want wisdom and I want wisdom and understanding and like just the rest of it can come and go. But like, I know that I would be able to live a pretty good life if I can just be, have wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I've, I do feel like God has given me that spiritual gift and it drives Greg crazy sometimes because it makes me be the devil's advocate in every situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if he's talking to me about a situation, um, and he immediately just wants me to get on board and like jump on his side. But I always can see things right. just from a different perspective and say, well, what about? What about? or but, which is like Silver. cuss words in our house are well and but um, <laughs> to him. But, you know, but I just feel like I just have a different objective totally. perspective about some things. And I feel like God has honored that request of mine. And I'm so grateful for that. Absolutely. You know, what's interesting to me is... Um, for in my experience, I, I I don't know that I've prayed for like wisdom in general, but I know that I've prayed for wisdom in specific situations. Right. Something comes up and I'm like, give me wisdom in this situation. And um, what always comes with that is peace. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I have asked the Lord for wisdom and really sought him in, in the situation over and over, it, it, he always brings the peace. And I, so I think that's so interesting that in James, it ends with him saying, you know, you'll also have peace. And that's right. Um, because I have experienced that too. Absolutely. Yeah. In, in, in life. So, well, if you even go on to look at definitions, I thought this was great. Like wisdom, it's the ability or the result of an inability to think and act utilizing knowledge and so forth here. 
But then it also is the soundness of mind. And mm-hmm. peace often comes from a state of mind, right? Mm-hmm. right? Like if your mind is restless and your heart is restless, then you're going to have a yeah. hard time being in peace. Even, yeah. you know, it, and I think people have our time with that, like that peace that passes all understanding. It's being willing to have that soundness of mind. Yeah. Knowledge also... Um, it's translated from the Hebrew word doth, to perceive, to be sensible of, by sight, by touch, but chiefly in the mind. Mm-hmm. So again, it goes back to this. It's not about the feelings, you know, all this right, heart-driven emotion. It's about a state of mind. It's about a, a peace of mind, mm-hmm. almost, right. if you will, mm-hmm. right? You have yeah. a peace of mind about it. Um, and I loved here the, the difference between what knowledge, understanding, and wisdom are. Those with knowledge are able to collect, remember, and access information, such as they know the scriptures. So you can do a lot of Bible scripture mm-hmm. memory. Um, those who under, with understanding are able to abstract the meaning out of the information. They see through the facts to the dynamics of what, how, and why. Wisdom, which is the principle to apply... Um, understanding without wisdom can appear contradictory. For example, um, he who hesitates is lost is a valid principle as well as hates makes waste. But those with wisdom know what to do next. They know uh, which way to go. They do the right thing. Yeah. So you don't just have this knowledge of Floating around in the your head. facts that's right. And you don't just have an understanding of that knowledge, but you actually have the insight. <laughs> wow. Your eyes have been opened. To what to do with that knowledge and that understanding. I love that. I think that's pretty cool. I have a question for y'all. What would you say, and using all of this to our younger listeners, because I don't think that people my age or younger tend to think about wisdom as something that they can access. Hmm. You know, because it seems, wisdom always seems to be associated with getting older. Right. But I think for me, it's just the simple thing of saying, hey, start asking for it. Mm. Because I was probably a middle school aged kid when I Mm -hmm. was asking God for it. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't some big message that I heard. It was just the prompting of reading through Proverbs. I think I was doing the one a day thing. Mm -hmm. I was reading through Proverbs, introduced to this whole thing with Solomon and my grandpa at the same time. And I just had that prompting. And, you know, kids are so much better at listening to prompts. And and I bet that there's a lot of kids who are already asking for wisdom, probably more than we even know, because Mm. Rye was actually texting somebody the other day, and she was asking some questions about God. And one of his answers was, I just asked God for the wisdom and the understanding to know what to do, dot, dot, dot. And I was just like... Gosh, that's my, I've never talked to my kids about asking for wisdom and yeah. understanding. And here's my 13-year-old who's so telling me cool. he's already yeah. asking for wisdom and understanding. And I would say, too, you know, like the, the first half of pro, all of the Proverbs talk about wisdom and, like, how precious she is. And it refers to wisdom as a person and, like, how to seek after her and how she's on the streets and she calls out. And I would say, like Sarah did, like, re, just start reading Proverbs so that you can yeah, first get the head good. knowledge of how important wisdom is. Wisdom is That's right. and what specifically she looks like because exactly. it paints a wonderful visual of what That's wisdom very looks good. like. That's good advice. And then again, pray for it. And then as like after you read and after you're praying and asking God for that wisdom in different situations, give yourself the opportunity to respond in wisdom instead of responding in emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, it's not an age thing at all, but it is definitely how you react will become a 
indicator of whether or not you have wisdom because like we said it's accompanied with peace and gentleness and meekness like your response to situations will start showing fruit of having that wisdom Mm. and actually um nancy who we read earlier has another book called the faithful and wise servant and she talks about that she talks about how the faithful and wise servant's a true disciple of christ um, and those who are those true disciples of Christ not only have knowledge, or I'm sorry, let me start that again. And the wise servant is true disciple of Christ, and those who have only knowledge is a lukewarm disciple. So if all you have is the knowledge of, but you don't have the wisdom of, then you're just going to be lukewarm because a true disciple is one who not only has been born again, but he's also one who is living Christ's life, right. he's living his love. Wow. Which I'm excited about because we're going to yeah. talk about that. You, they just don't go to church on Sunday and hear a sermon and go home and forget about it. Like right. they they put it into practice. Yeah. They are the hands and feet of Christ. Well, and like you kind of talked about the definitions of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Like another way for me to um, think about that is think, be, do. Like knowledge is thinking, understanding yeah. is being, and wisdom is doing. Mm. Oh, I like it. I, I like, like that. that. Think, be, Very do. Very good. She's so good. She is good about She's stuff. She's so wise. She's so wise. I'm so cracking up at myself. Please don't take me seriously. absorbing the wisdom in the room right now. Like, See, God will just drop it in when you don't even expect it. <laughs> he just puts it in there. He's you like, hey, Blondie, down? I got something for you so you don't like, sound like such an idiot. <laughs> I think that wisdom, you know, one of the things that kind of hit me is I think wisdom kind of gives us the glasses to see clearly about the honor, right, compassion, kindness, wisdom, or uh, uh, forgiveness, like all the B words that we've done. Like yeah. I, f- I kind of feel like wisdom is what gives you the glasses to see all of those things right. through the eyes of Christ yeah. instead of just a head knowledge of it. Right. And I feel like that's what we're trying to to wrap our brains around here. Yeah. You know is. You know, last we were talking about how do you how do you do honoring, right? right? I think that was one of your. How do you do it? How do you how do you change? How do you see it? But I think again, we ask God to open our eyes and mm-hmm. give us that wisdom, and then the understanding of what to do when He opens your eyes and shows you that you're being disrespectful or right. you're not being kind or you haven't been forgiving. Because how many times? I know this is true for me. God has made something aware to me. But I don't want to do anything with it. Right. I don't want to be forgiving. I don't. I don't want to say I'm sorry. Right. I don't. I don't want to be honoring. You know, even to Chris, like there are times where I'm like, walk away. I don't want to walk away. I'm so mad. I'm. So, I feel so um, vindicated. You know, and that it, we gotta listen to that yeah. voice that yeah. says, "Okay, I'm opening your eyes. <clears throat> right. Stupid, walk away." Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it reminds me of. I think it was several, several weeks ago, and I had talked about a situation like with an old boss and how, um, like, God had kept telling me, "Are you going to submit to this authority, regardless of you know what you think is right or what you think you deserve?" And um, I, rem- I like just remembered like in that particular situation, I wanted to retaliate and God said to me, do not touch my anointed. Mm. Like how David did not attack Saul in the cave because right. he said, I'm not going to touch God's anointed. And so it was, it's just being open to having Ooh. that wisdom and understanding in those moments in the moment. of do not, that is my anointed. You do not touch it. That's right. Trust me to deal I with love it. That. And just you, I may never know that it was dealt with ever, right. but that is very convicting. Recognize that voice. It still like pierces my heart. Like, oh, dang. 
dang. All right. I mean, this is years, <laughs> years ago. And I'm like, really got it. I want to go back and do something still. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that we have to do in order to think about wisdom is we have to recommit our time with God in his word. Yeah. Because you do have to have knowledge to truly have wisdom. Yes. You have to be in his word I and mean, he is the word. Mm. So how better to know more about him and who he is than to be in the word, studying the word and having that. I mean, that's part of the armor. Mm-hmm. Part of the armor of Christ is putting on the word of God. Absolutely. Um, and then just simple, pray about it, ask for it, you know, repent of where you are and what you've done and ask God to open your eyes. And it can be about anything. You know, this has been really convicting for me because I have asked God for wisdom in a lot of areas. Um, but I'm in a new stage of parenting and I feel really lost sometimes while I'm there. I, you know, teenagers are interesting little creatures and they're not just interesting, but the role I'm going into is very interesting. You know, I'm going from being this very authoritative um, telling you how it's going to be picking everything out for you to more of a coach guide, um, cheerleader, you know, I can give you everything possible, but it's up to them to take it and do something with it, which is probably why God's allowed me to go through this because he probably feels the same way. <laughs> like he's up in heaven hitting his head well, against dang, the wall. I hate it when he does that, <laughs> um, you know, cause I feel like I'm hitting my head against the wall. Um, but like, this has really convicted me after I did the wisdom study was I just need to ask God to give me wisdom and understanding specifically for my two kids mm-hmm. um, so that I can have my eyes opened and it will be a spiritual opening. It won't be flesh, you know, because right now it's really easy to react in the flesh oh <laughs> constantly. Um, and the difference is when I reacted in the flesh, when they were one, two and three, they don't re- really remember that. Right. But we're 11, 12 and 13. Right. They have memories right. of, of what I'm doing now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, just care enough Whatever your situation is, just care enough to ask for wisdom. Yeah. I mean, do y'all have anything like... Oh, well, just yesterday I had a horrible start to the morning, which I will blame on minus five degrees, but um, right. it was oh, just a horrible real. start to what? the day. And Greg was like, stop being so grumpy. I mean, I was just lashing out on ridiculous things. And there were even, there was even a specific situation where five minutes before something happened, God said, don't say it. Just don't say it. No And way. sure enough, I was like, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying it because I just need to get it off <laughs> my chest. I'm saying it. And I said it. And I spent the car ride to school with the kids apologizing for being such a grump. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I needed to apologize. It was completely unfounded, unnecessary stuff. And so, um, but... I, God gave me the wisdom, but I did not act on it. So I had the understanding, but not, I didn't act on it. And then later I did and realized, okay, I need to, I need to be wise and apologize to my kids. I would say what, uh, I just have a question for you too. What advice would you give in, in specific situations? Like what you went, like what you were dealing with yesterday or, um, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people are going through something right now, even as they're listening to this and. Maybe they've been praying for wisdom and they're like, I don't know. When I'm going through something, I'm like, just tell me what to do. Like, right. if you can just, God, like, lay it out for me. <laughs> you know, but he doesn't really usually speak that way. He's right. not like, step one. Right. But I think he is. 
you know, and, and this is something that um, I think he's had to show me over time. I, like the things we're talking about is the blueprint for life. Right. And when he doesn't give you the answer is when he's saying, be still yeah. and know that I am God. And yeah. and I think we want action now always. But sometimes he, he doesn't want to give us that. And there was a stint from... You know, I talk about how Be Still, Be Free kind of got started and when I was in my early 30s and going into the, the valley, and I felt like I was in the valley for forever, and I was very unhappy with the way God had created me inside and out, and God took my discernment away. Mm. He silenced my spiritual gift, and it drove me crazy. I didn't know what to do without it, where I would have been able to get a feeling or have intuition or, yeah. you know, again, discernment. Um and, you know, I just had to sit there and just pray, God, please give it back. And it took a long time. It took years wow. before he began to lift the scales mm-hmm. off of my eyes. And so I think that if we will have that blueprint of, right. you know, maybe it's a specific answer that you need, you know, and he's not writing it on the wall like, I want you to buy the car, you know, whatever, <laughs> right? right. Um, but I think that as long as you are clothing yourself in the right things, mm-hmm. if you don't have that peace... And I think you just have to sit and wait for God to mm. reveal it to you. But we don't want to sit and wait. Right. And I think I think it's an active waiting, though. Like it So is. while you're doing that, again, go back to Proverbs to get a clear visual in your mind of what it, wisdom right. looks like. Right. How she acts, what she says, what she doesn't say. And, you know, a big thing for me in doing wisdom is timing. Like mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. everything related to wisdom for me in my life is timing. This is not the right time to say that. This is the not r- the right time to discipline. Yeah. This is yeah. not the right time. Wait for the right setting. It's all in your presentation. It's in your tone of voice. So it's, important. That's so like interesting. Yesterday with the kids, in my mind, I thought, okay, we all need an early bedtime tonight because today got off crazy because everyone slept in and got to bed too late. And so in my mind, God said, okay, well then just do an early bedtime. Don't announce it. Yeah. Right? Just do it. And don't announce it now is you're all scrambling to get out the door and everyone's emotions are heightened. Yeah. And sure enough, I'm like, we are all going to bed early tonight. I don't care what. And that just was unwise. It was the not the right timing, not the right place, not the right anything. And so time like wisdom for me always comes down to timing and presentation. And praying for that because I'm I'm a really big I hate the word confrontation. I think a lot of people confront um, out of their own desire to confront than out of a spiritual leading to confront right. biblically com- com- confronting others. And I always say, you know, like, first of all, pray for the Lord to appoint a time because you'll know when the timing is right for you to talk mm-hmm. to somebody, you get that, that prompting, like, okay, it's now pray for God. Heart palpitates. Yes, it does. It does. You get sweaty palms. Pray for God to prepare hearts and pray for God to prepare ears. Mm. Um, I think there's, that has been like a a formula for me. If I ever feel like I just need to, and I'll be like, okay, I can do it right now. Don't be reactive. Be Mm -hmm. proactive. That's good. So I'm going to just take a break and I'm going to say, okay, God, Mm -hmm. let me know when, where, how, if ever. Mm. Right. And lots of times that it is ever. Yeah. I know. yeah. Wow. So this, is, this has been such a great podcast. I love all of the wisdom in the room. 
<laughs> we need some people bump. real more the wise than us to come in. Well, <laughs> well, that's, right, that's right. You know, um, listeners, we would love to hear from you. Message us or tweet us, or um, we'd love to hear how you've experienced wisdom in this week and how um, you're able to do some of the practical applications. Contact us. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Sarah? Would you pray us out today? I will. Father God, Lord, thank you so much for another week and another podcast. And um, Lord, I just pray truly that you will open up the eyes and hearts of ourselves and our listeners. Lord, that the body of Christ can just be more like you and have more of a spirit of wisdom and of understanding and reflect the mind of Christ. Lord, I pray that... um, You'll just continue to be with Be Still, Be Free, and you'll continue to be with the words that are spoken here, that they will truly be a reflection of who you are. For our listeners, wherever they are, whoever they are, Lord, I pray that you'll bless them in a small way today, Lord, and um, just bring us all back together again safely next week. And in your most wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.